The final Sunday in January is always a big occasion for the West Clare Cancer Centre as that is when their big fundraiser, the Mini Marathon, takes place. However, this Sunday promises to be an extra special one for the centre as it is the 25th anniversary of the Mini Marathon. Ahead of what promises to be a very memorable weekend, I made the trip to Kilkee and called by the centre to chat with Willie McGrath, his wife Mary and Rose Keane. chairman here at the West Clare Cancer Centre. How have things been for the centre in the last, the kind of latter half of 2022 and coming into the new year? We still get fantastic support, like, I mean, and when you'll be speaking to Rose and Mary there later on, they'll be able to tell you, they're the people, like, I mean, that keep track of all the fundraisers. But, you know, it has gone from strength to strength and has been very, very busy since you were here. I just want to take this opportunity to thank everybody who has, been, who has continued to support us. And uh, looking forward, I suppose, like, to the big one on the 29th. Mary McGrath, office manager. From your point of view, Mary, how, how has the last six months been? Oh, well, we have been very, very busy, you know. We have a lot of patients coming through our doors. Thankfully, we're in a position to be able to support them. You know, I think the West Clare Mini Marathon, you talk about the marathon or you talk about the centre. But the centre itself, in, in 25 years, I think, it speaks for itself. I suppose financially, we're... As I said, in a position to be able to look after people's needs. Rose Keane, office administrator. Yeah, it's been very, very busy. Um, I suppose from day to day, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how people are. Because of the way the system is at the moment, people are getting last minute calls to either go to Limerick, Dublin, Galway or whatever. And transport is always their main concern when they are diagnosed. So I guess I'm the first call here when people call in and we organise their transports. That's always number one. So it has been very busy. Would you have a, a rough idea over the last six months or so, roughly how many people have, have availed of, of the centre services or how many people you've organised transport for? Yeah, possibly maybe between 20 and 30, I would say. Um, I'd have to look back on it. Between 20 and 30 people. And that's not just Kilkee, that's West Clare, that's North Clare. You know, it's it's covering quite a huge area of County Clare to bring people to their their oncology appointments. Really, that just highlights, you know, even not just with cancer services, but any time we talk about health-related issues on Morning Focus, the the location of West Clare and how it's so cut off, I suppose, from like University Hospital Limerick, it's so far away and kind of feels like it's on the outskirts in terms of being able to access services. So particularly for those who, who are going through cancer and getting treatment first, to be able to, to come here and avail of the services is, is such a huge help at such a, a difficult time in their lives. Absolutely, but I suppose it was our choice to settle here. So much has been learned over the last 25 years. And I think when somebody's diagnosed, as Rose said already, like, she's the first voice, you know, people make contact here with the centre, then they get on to Mary, Rose and Mary, set up the arrangement. I don't know if you're going to get that anyplace else around, like, to be quite honest about it. And as you said, the distance, like, I mean, from the lighthouse, I suppose, you want to go to Limerick, you're talking about nearly 75 miles, you know. That's, uh, and all the way right up to North Clare as well. It's been great, fantastic system put in place. Uh, we wouldn't change anything. And this charity is all about one thing, the support that we get from the people. And while we get that, we will continue to provide the services. Mary, can you give us a sense of the kind of people who use the services here at the centre? Maybe incorrectly, a lot of people would assume, oh, well, you know, someone who's dealing with cancer is of a certain age, maybe, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, but uh, that's often that that, that isn't the case. No, it's not. Actually, when when we think back, we have had 
children from 11 years old all the way up, you know, to old age. But we also talk about the whole emotional and the trauma that people are suffering in rural areas. We talk about cancer and we talk maybe 20 people came in here or whatever. It's the knock-on effect of all these illnesses, you know, and we talk about, like, we are a focus here and we talk, we say it's cancer, but still there are so many more issues we, we deal with. When a person is diagnosed or whatever happens, we follow up on those patients, whether they've lost somebody or whether they have finished their treatment. We follow up on all those people. And it's there I think we have built this trust. When I think back, when we started our charity, you know, it wasn't a great place to be. We weren't treated well. And the first three years, there's a history there. These are the things that stand out in my mind. And we fought because we wanted to keep the, the money in our region, whether we said started off with West Clare. We were supporting people down into Shannon, over to Six Mile Bridge, down to Cranny, Culmean, Labashida, Kildyce, all over the county. That's yeah, you're West Clare Cancer Centre, but you're servicing the whole county by the sounds of it. The thing about it was, you see, when, Alan, when we started, we started off on a small scale with 28 people, and then the marathon got so big that everyone, people were wanting to come out. The whole fitness thing, you know, it was brilliant. They got them walking, they got them out, they started feeling good about themselves. Then they started supporting such a person was diagnosed. Then they started coming from other counties. They came here in busloads. I mean, we took a thousand people out of Carrigo Holt. Was it back in 2008? You know, it was never heard of. And there's where it is. It's the whole community spirit. It's the way that we, we blend together as a people. And that's what we need. We have all suffered you know, we have suffered deeply. We have had huge losses, family members through cancers. To you know, we know what it's like to go in, the, in a car to go to Limerick with somebody sick in the car, not knowing if they're going to make it. And this is what we have here now. Nobody owes us anything. We have to get off our backsides and go out and fight for it. Unfortunately, and that's what we have to do here in West Clare. But the fact of it is, at the end of the day, we are only all doing our best. If we could take that and be kind to each other and say. I get up today, what I'm going to do, God only knows, we're all doing our best. Rosa, talking there about the centre becoming part of people's lives and part of their story, and that was very much the case for you, and that's what led to you working here. Would you mind telling us your story? I guess I'll go back to what Mary was kind of saying there and about the transport and that and I would have to put you know I'm, I might be as an office administrator I'll go there first Alan I'm the first person somebody talks to but it's our taxi drivers that a patient will be dealing with for maybe seven weeks going up and down to Galway for radiation or going up and down to Limerick <coughs> for their oncology so our taxi drivers are a huge part of how this service works you know they are fantastic with the patients back to myself I think when I was diagnosed in 2014 I think I went to Mary and Willie's house and uh, I did not know what to do. And I find that still happens today, that when somebody is diagnosed with cancer, it takes the rug from under you. It has a huge effect on your family, your friends. A lot of people don't know what to say to you. They don't know what to do. So a huge part of um, my uh, cancer treatment at the time was the transport. And that was the, the taxi picking me up 
in the morning from my house, bringing me down to Limerick for the radiation or the chemo and that. Because, yeah, we fight as um, human beings to say, yeah, we, we can fight this cancer. But you forget how tired you get um, or you don't know until you're actually in that system how tired you will get, how sick you'll be. And not everyone is completely different. And I know treatments have changed in the last eight years since I did mine. So a huge part of it was the service here with the transport. And I also used the counselling because my head was absolutely rattled with, absol- with, with the diagnosis and the treatment and the whole lot. So I used the, the centre here because it was here. It was on my doorstep. People are not aware of what is available until they are diagnosed as such with the can- with cancer. Um, they're nearly still afraid to say the word cancer. I have cancer. I'm going through treatment of cancer. People are st- still fear that today, and and, and I'm sure uh, the <coughs> treatments have got a, a lot better in the hospitals and that. I think it goes back to that was the uh, the most important thing to me as a patient. The the taxi up and down to appointments and the counselling that's available here. So that helped me through my cancer journey as such. Obviously, given what you were going through, you had more than enough on your plate to be dealing with and for you and your family to not have to worry about where are we going to get transport down for Rose's next appointment and so on. Mm-hmm. It allowed you to focus on the task at hand, which was trying to beat it. Absolutely, and I think I see that now as well, that people, when they're diagnosed, like myself, it's like you don't want to be asking your next-door neighbour or your best friend or your, your sister or your brother to take time off work. And it, it, it's kind of like um, keeping your independence just a little bit, that you know the taxi's going to pick you up in the morning, bring you down to Limerick and bring you back home again. You're not bothering anyone else. You're looking after yourself and you're doing what you have to do in that moment, you know. I wonder The 29th of January, it is a big day. We'll get to the fact that it's an anniversary in a moment, but just can you really kind of outline how significant an event it is in terms of the funds and just the fun people have taken part as well? I suppose when we look back on it, this event was a sponsorship card event for a long, long time. And of course, Mary and I, like, I mean, we'd have to make life hard for ourselves, you know. If it was easy, like, I mean, everybody would be doing it. But having said that, like, I mean, the sponsorship cards over the year, the early years especially, like, they generated a huge, you know, amount of money. Now, there are people listening out there, like, I mean, it was never at any stage did we ever intend to offend anybody as regards because we'd have people turning up on the day. But if you do something and you have a sponsorship card event, you know, I'm not apologising to anybody. I, and what I'm trying to do here is to explain how the system we put in place and we follow that through. I suppose there were good years. Weather-wise, I suppose, like, I mean, I still say, like, I mean, to this day, there are a lot of people think that I'm still mad. Last Sunday in January, well, I did about 24 of them, 23 of them. But unfortunately, age has caught up with me. So I'll be viewing it now from the sideline, but really looking forward to it. And looking forward, as Mary said already, to the old faces, Rose and my daughter, Donna, the whole system has changed. You know, they're registering online. They've been brilliant. Like, they, they work together as a fantastic team. We still have the older generation like ourselves who will be coming along on the day yeah, just to be part of it, like, I mean, and I suppose that's the one thing we're really looking forward to. Just give me an opportunity just to outline the community centre is going to be our main base for the 29th. People will be coming there from 12 o'clock. We'd have an official starting time 
for the walkers at one and the runners at half one. And this year, like, I mean, the phone hasn't stopped, like, people offering stewards. You know, we have Patrick Roach, who's going to be playing on the day as well. Mary will be able to fill you in in relation to, you know, what's going to be available to people. But I suppose the most important thing is to celebrate the 25 years, we have an absolute beautiful medal. And I would like to think, like, I mean, even though people are not able to do it now, you know, if a family member comes along, you know, we're not going to let anybody down. Mary, can you believe, first of all, before you take us through some of the details that, I mean, Martin's reached 25 years? Well, Ellen, I suppose it's a cruel reality of, I'll ask you, what age would you be 25 years ago? 17. So you would not have a clue about the West Kerr Mini Martin, really? No. <laughs> not, not when I was 17, anyway. I do know. I do know. Well, as, as we look out the window here and we look out at the Bank of Ireland, you know, and I was working over there for 30 years. I wasn't behind the desk, thankfully. When we came back from Shannon, going back, oh, I suppose it was 85, we would spend many years down there. There was very little work here, so the job of the cleaner in the Bank of Ireland came up. So I said, look it, they wasn't doing anything, so why not? So I went into cover for um, Willie's sister-in-law, and 30 years after that, I was still there. So the bank closed, unfortunately. But, you know, it was a fantastic service and also it was a great backup for the charity because everything went through the bank, obviously, and we had contacts. And as we look back here to our first mini-marathon, where, it, you know, where they, we took in in the region of uh, €7,394. Euros. You can just see there, we had, a, we had a printout of what we actually were going through. Even at that stage, we, were, we, all, we had our committee in, in, in place, you know. I suppose our accountants and our legal advisors, our trustees, we just had a few people at that, at that time. But there's one person that I must mention here, and I'm not taken out or taken away from the fact of how many people have supported us. But there was one fa- person that has been always there, and that's Claire Hawk. She has been a fantastic support to me, to the charity, to our community. And I know Claire is very shy, she wouldn't come out to speak. But they were the foundations, the foundation of the charity, or as I said, our accountant, Mara Garman at the time, our legal advisor, Michael Nolan, Father Pat Malone from Milltown. These were the people that told us exactly where we should go as a, as, as a charity. The most important thing for us was privacy, and we'd like to give everybody their dignity. But we respected people and we also said that nothing was ever going to leave the centre about anybody being diagnosed. Yeah. And that was very important, we thought. Uh, Rose, what does the mini-marathon mean to you? Just was thinking about that, actually, that um, because it's 25 years this year, it's like the amount of times I did the mini-marathon over the years, you know, say, um, carrying a hold to Kilkee with Willie training me to do the running. I did manage the run that year, you know, and I was very proud of myself. But then a couple of years later, when I got diagnosed, um, I remember doing it from, I had my chemo on the Friday and on the Sunday we walked from Doombeg to Kilkee. I couldn't get out of bed for two days, but I was just so happy that I had done the, you know, the walk. Yeah, it's bringing back memories. And I guess there's so many different uh, faces and people that I remember in the, I didn't do it every year for the 25 years, but I, I did quite a few of them. And yeah. there's quite a lot of people in the area that will be thinking the same. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that aren't, are gone from us now as well, mm-hmm. you know, so... It's a huge, um, yeah, yearly thing that's been in my life for 25 years. So it's a, it's a big, it's a big deal. 25 years, yeah, it's great that, and it's testament to those people you've been saying, Mary, that this charity is still here today, yes. 25 years exactly. later. You know, 
with everything that's gone on. So I just want to take this opportunity as well. Uh, Mary's been absolutely brilliant. She's given her whole life to it, really. And we were blessed when Rose came along. We had Prior to that, we had secretaries as well, like, but they moved on for different reasons. The biggest thing, so the changes from 2018, with all new policies having to be put in place, and I'm referring to the data protection as well, to Helen Cunningham and to Catherine Howard and Rose, who put long, long hours in to make sure, like, I mean, that everything is up to date. I really do appreciate all the help we've got throughout the year and really looking forward to meeting everybody on the 29th. And my thanks to William McGrath, his wife Mary and Rose Keane there from the West Clare Cancer Centre that's ahead of this weekend's uh, mini marathon, the 25th anniversary of the event and I'm um, told some people apparently experiencing issues with trying to register for the mini marathon online uh, so those interested in taking part in the mini marathon will be able to turn up on the day and uh, participate so just to let you know that if you're having issues registering for the mini marathon online you can turn up on the day and register to participate